Hi, I'm Griffin, and this is The Griffin Show. Right now! Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Griffin, and I will be your host for The Griffin Show. Today, we are going to be talking about this idea called post-truth. Now, you're probably wondering what post-truth is, and well, I'm just going to tell you. It makes both our lives simple, doesn't it? So, in, in a book that I recently read called 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, written by uh, Dr. Harari, he says that, uh, he, well, he believes that we're living in an era of post-truth, and that lies and fictions are all around us. So, you know, when I think about this, I think this means that we're living in an era uh, where what exists around us is a falsehood, right? Uh, Businesses creating, you know, lying, exaggerating truths, people tweeting about everything, right? None of this has to be true, you know, most of it could be made to just mislead us, to, to try to, you know create a world that only benefits them, right? Yeah, right? And so I I think that a a key proponent of this idea is that, you know, the hypocrisy is one of them, right? Hypocrisy to me is a big, big fraction, big part of this idea, right? People say one thing and then act in another, an era of post-truth, after-truth. And so we can, we can look at this, we can approach this idea from, from a historical you know, standpoint, look through examples in history in which this, this definition of post-truth is evident. So one of these uh, examples would be the Law Code of Hammurabi. So this was founded during the reign of Hammurabi. This law was uh, created then. And these laws were put in place because he wanted to create a lasting set of laws that shouldn't be altered, right? So one of those laws, or uh, just, to, just to back this up to, to clarify what I'm saying, he says that may any king who will appear in the land in the future at any time observe my pronouncements of justice that I inscribed upon my seal. May you not alter the judgments that I rendered and the verdicts that I gave, nor remove my engraved image. So, you might be wondering, how does this exactly relate to post-truth? And so, to me, if you're, if if somebody created laws, right, two hundred years ago, that seemed correct then, right, um, and they they aren't being changed, right, they're not being altered to fit today's perceptions of what we should be doing. Uh, then that's post-truth, right? So one of the laws in the Code of Hammurabi is if a man accuses another man and charges him with homicide but cannot bring proof against him, his accuser shall be killed. Now, at that time, this law may seem okay or appropriate, but in today's society, at least most places in this world, that would be extreme. That the idea... That, that that idea is no longer the truth or applicable in today's standards, right? 
if we're living in a society in which laws don't change or don't reflect the modern society's beliefs, we are living in an age of post-truth because then we are living in an age that that is literally after when that truth is relevant. And so some, some laws, as, as I was previously talking about the hypocrisy, right? Uh, some laws that were evident, um, or historical laws that were evident. Uh, we can talk about the laws of Manu. So this was created 100 BCE to 3000 CE. This was, or was uh, in practice, right? And it was centered around the concern of the relationship between women and men. Um, and so this doesn't seem too bad right off the start, but uh, once you start reading, the, the hypocrisy that I was talking about is, is much more evident. So one of these laws is uh, where women are honored, there the gods are pleased, but where they are not honored, no sacred right yields rewards. And then also where the female relations live in greed, the f family soon wholly perishes, but that family where they are unhappy ever prospers. So this image glorifies women, pretty much says, happy wife, happy life. Right? But then another one of these laws, uh, the, the women are painted as servants to their husbands, right? or even to their son. As uh, one of the laws is, as the male is to whom a wife cleaves, even so uh, there is the one son whom she brings forth. Let him therefore carefully guard his wife in order to keep his offspring pure. So... These laws were also created in respect to the sacred texts that they were that they were reading, and one of the sacred texts um, that it says is, "If my mother, going astray and unfaithful, conceived illicit desires, may may my father keep that seed from me." So pretty much, it's saying that if the wife had an affair, it's okay to destroy that seed to keep that seed from being born. Um, you know, I, I might be reaching. I might. Um, but it seems to me that the hypocrisy of how women are treated in this text shows that they are living in post-truth, right? Where they're saying, if my wife is, if, if, if this woman, my wife is, is being held to this such regard, my, my field shall have great re rewards, right? She'll yield great rewards, but she's, she's not going to go anywhere. She's going to, she's going to stand under my care and supervision. She's, you know, she's not, she's not really you know, at least today's standards, painted as her own woman, but property, right? So if we're, if we're going to bring this idea of living in a post-truth society today, we can talk about how, you know, some examples where people claim that they support old lives, yet they fail to recognize or even care about the, the treatment of immigrants at the border, right? We can talk about how the media often fails or misleads the viewer into believing what they say is fact when they're you know uh considering this is this podcast is coming out uh, this episode is coming out recent to the uh the 2020 election right a lot of people are claiming that there is significant voter fraud in that right but but there's been no evidence practically no evidence that this is true or factual and people are still clinging to this right um and you may be wondering, hey Griffin, um, why why are people doing this? How are people doing this? And so personally, I think um, that we are seeing more and more lies 
in our society than ever before. And this, to, to me, is caused by the use and production of social media. So we have platforms like Twitter, like Instagram, like Facebook, like YouTube, right? Where people can practically say and tweet uh, and spread all this information and none of it has to be factual, right? You can claim one thing and have no proof. You can say one thing and have no proof and yet it still exists. And people often will just move on, right? But when you when you say this thing, you know, 50 times a day, it's going to eventually stick to another one person and then that is going to keep on being spread. So I think social media is a huge conduit to this idea uh to the spreading of lies, right? Uh, I'm not saying that social media can't be used uh, for good or for actual cause of connecting people, but I think that it is used more and more now as a means of spreading falsehoods. Disagree with me. Disagree with me if you want. That's that's completely fine. I don't really care. But that's that's <laughs> that's what I believe. Um, and and so how I think a, I think an important question or you know thing that we need to talk about in this podcast is how do we fix this idea of living in an age of post truth? Um, and this might be slightly naive, but I think the the main, the most important way that we can combat this is simply thinking critically, um, right? To, to, so, so if I tell somebody that, hey, the sky is red in the morning and at night because it's caused by the reflection of the sands and deserts from across the world, and right, somebody might say, that's not true. Right? Somebody might say it's true, and I'm like, yeah, it's not. I'm lying. But but they might say it's true. Um, or somebody might say it's not. And I might say, why? Right? And they say, like, well, the deserts and the suns, first of all, wouldn't reflect enough color in such a significant way. And also, why is it caused just in the sun, or sunrise and sunset? Right? And I know those aren't, like, the best examples of critical thinking. Right? But, but I think it is it's a, it's an example that will help some people. Um when we're constantly being misled and we are being told, you know, 10 things at once and only one of them is true, it is important for us as people to develop the ability to think critically about these situations, to think critically about why is, why are people telling me all these lies? Why, what, what is the truth? Um, being able to decipher through all those meaningless texts, all those meaningless words, and try to come to some truth. Because um, I think that when we are being misled, um, or I think that we're being, when we're being misled, there is a reason why we are being misled. Um, and I think most, mostly it's, it's so that we can be products for businesses. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever watched the recent documentary that came out called The Social Dilemma. I think it's Social Dilemma on, um, on Netflix. It's a recent documentary at the time of this release. And it focuses on how we as people are products to big businesses. How we as people are products to, um, to companies. That they will not sell our information, but they will sell ourselves so that we 
uh, we can change, like, it's, it's su- sub, sub, bleh. It, it, it changes us at such a minimal way that we don't even notice that we're being changed, but nonetheless, we are, um, that because of all of this, right, that we are, we're being changed because people are, you know, people are selling us, people are misleading us, people are trying to change our vision ourselves in order to sell us products better, right? And and let's face it, we are being sold products that we probably don't need, right? Um, I don't know. I, I one time searched up, uh, what was it? Um, I searched up a backpack one time, just a backpack that I thought was cool. I saw a friend wearing it. And then ever since then, I've pretty much received these product images, product um, products, on like my Instagram or um, my Facebook or YouTube, right? Uh, Where I'm like, I don't even want this. I already have a backpack. Um, And I just think it's interesting that we're being, we are being sold because we we are the product. And in an age of post-truth, that frankly is what it's all about. Um, At a historical standpoint, right? things are often misled most pictures of martin luther king right are in black and white most pictures of historical things that happened in the 50s are in black and white when there are colored pictures there are pictures of color uh that are out there that you can easily find and the reason why they're in black and white is to make it seem like it's such a long time ago that we don't uh that we're like this this happened hundreds of years ago, hundred years ago, when, you know, it's only been 70 years, right? It's, it's much more recent than people think. Um, and that, you know, we're being misled. It's a, it's an age of post-truth. Um, this, this is a, this is a topic that I could probably go on for ages about, but I know that people probably are getting tired of hearing me ramble and that's perfectly okay. Um, yeah, but uh, I think the solution to, to how we can get out of this path of post-truth is to think critically, um, right? Critical thinking can lead us out of this path of being misled, right? Just like how if we critically think about history and recognize the hypocrisy of how they also lived in an era of post-truth, that we can recognize and, and try to figure try to find our footing and start living a life in which we're not ruled by hypocrisy, but where we, as people, can recognize it and call it out. Oh, that's another thing, right? Calling out people who are lying. You know, you go on Instagram and you see somebody, you know, talking, just saying wrong information, right? How can we address that? How can we go forth and say, hey, that uh, that's not right, right? How can we... How can we call it out? And there's there's a f- few different approaches to this. The first is that we can um, we can call it out, right? Or there's another of just not talking about it, not giving it any ground or footing to stand on, right? If you give attention, give give a platform to to that type of subject, you're validating their ideas and you're validating their thoughts. Um, right, which, right, is it, there becomes a stage where you should just ignore it, or should you address it and just shut it down, 
um, personally for a few things, I think that we should shut sh- shut it down, right? Talk about racism. Uh, we, we don't want racism. We need to address it, right? With the KKK, we need to address that, right? Um, you know, there's, there's other things where we just shouldn't give a platform to. Um, I don't know, when people talk about how um, I don't know, sharks. No, that's ignorance. People, you know, people, when people are talking about how sharks are the deadliest killers in the ocean or something like that, right? Like, that's just ignorance and a lack of knowledge towards the subject. It's okay to educate. But when people are trying to spread falsehoods, right, that's when you need to call it out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say, but uh, I really hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast. So I'll I'll try to keep on getting better. This is only the first episode, but I hope that it's interesting and intriguing to you. Um, I'll try to bring on more people so you don't just hear my own voice. Um, All right, I guess that's it. Have a wonderful day, and thank you so much for listening to The Griffin Show. (laughs) Bye. Dum-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-